you have your Bibles today, I want to talk on Colossians 1. Last month, we spoke on unstoppable freedom. And this month, the whole of May, we're going to talk about unstoppable power. All right, unstoppable power. And we have some great things lined up next week. Uh, next Sunday, it's Mother's Day. And don't miss that. It's going to be great. L lots of surprises and gifts. Um, and then we have Ascension Day, uh, smack bang in between on that Thursday night. We're going to have a service in here, and we will live stream as well. No live groups on that Thursday. We're going to have a great time talking about the Ascension. Jesus not only rose from the dead, but then 40 days later, He ascended on high. Aren't you glad about that this morning? And He's seated, the Bible says, at the right hand of the Father where He lives to do what? Sipping lemonade all day? No, he's praying for you and me this morning. So when I'm not praying for you, thank God there's still Jesus praying for us. Amen. So we're going to talk about that. And then on the 16th of May, we're going to have a great water baptism day, the 11 o'clock service. And it's going to be the guys that are going to get water baptized, Wayne, going to be the first time in that font. Amen. And that's going to be awesome. 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 Of course, we're, we, uh, baptism doesn't get you saved, uh, but it's simply an outward expression of what's happened inwardly in your life, okay? And Jesus commanded that we get baptized. So it's going to be a great time, a great month. And of course, I think the 23rd is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost. How many of you still believe in Pentecost? Amen. We still believe in Pentecost. So it's an action-packed month full of God's power. Amen. So here in Colossians 1 verse 1 in the New Living Translation, Paul says, We also pray that you will be strengthened with all of His glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. And then he says, May you be filled with sadness. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I'm reading the, the, the wrong translation. May you be filled with what? Oh, my goodness. That doesn't sound like joy in this place. May you be filled with what? May you be filled with joy. I got my joy. You better get your joy. You know what I mean by that. Always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to His people who live in the light. I like this next translation, the vust. It's vus. I don't know. It's like the amplifier on a bit of steroids, you know. Takes the amplifier and kind of amplifies that even further. But here in the vus translation, it says, by every enabling power. What kind of power? I can't hear you in this place. What kind of power? Enabling. Hallelujah. It's going to enable you to do what you can't do in the natural. By every enabling power being just on a Christmas time, just when... God can get all the generators up in heaven to, so that we, he, can, he can give us the power. They, they need generators up there in heaven. What does it say? They're being what? Being what? Constantly strengthened in proportion to the manifested power of His glory, resulting in every patience and forbearance with joy. I got my joy. You got to get your joy. With joy. Constantly giving thanks to the Father. Hallelujah. We'll get to see in a couple of weeks' time how important it is to have a grateful heart. Gratitude, all right? Constantly giving thanks to the Father who qualified you for the portion of the share 
of the inheritance of the saints in the sphere of the light. So I'm going to continue. I'm going to start unstoppable power. Good to go. Part one. Part one. But your neighbor and say, I'm good to go. Come on, with God's unstoppable power, <laughs> I'm good to go. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you can remember what the theme for 2021 is? What is, uh, what is the theme? Our theme for 2021 is what? Unstoppable. It's unstoppable. And remember way back then, the beginning of the year, we spoke about Job, and we looked at Job 42 and verse 2, and Job, right at the end, lifts up his voice, and this is what he says. He says, I know, I know, I know that I know that I know, God, that you can do anything and that no one can stop you. Hallelujah. I mean, if you can say, I know that my God can do anything. Lift your hands right now and say, I know that I know that I know that I know that my God can do anything. You believe that this morning, church? Hallelujah. God's Word translation says, I know that you can do everything and that your plans are unstoppable. That was our theme for 2021, still is. And remember, way back then, I looked up the word unstoppable, and I tell you what, it just blew my mind. If you just meditate on that word unstoppable, I mean, it means irrepressible. The enemy cannot repress you, cannot suppress you, cannot oppress you, because you have and serve an unstoppable God. That word unstoppable means relentless. Hallelujah. It means unbeatable. It means fearless. Do we have any fearless people right here this morning? Wave your hand if you're fearless. Maybe you're facing something and there's a natural fear, but God has given you the might and power to overcome that natural fear. It means unwavering. You are unbounded, unstoppable, unbounded. You can't bind up the blessings of God. Hallelujah, Ellen. You cannot bind up the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Unbounded, invincible, unconquerable, limitless. And then this last meaning, bulletproof. I like that, bulletproof. In other words, whatever the devil fires at you, you are bulletproof. Hallelujah. Every lie, every bullet of lie, every bullet of condemnation, every bullet of whatever it is that he's throwing at you, you are bulletproof in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? So I'm here to tell you that we serve an unstoppable God. That's our theme for this year. And we're praying, come on, that His Spirit is unstoppable in your life. His kingdom is unstoppable. His word is unstoppable. God's love for you is unstoppable. I said, I don't care what anybody else says. God's love for you, sir, for you, ma'am, is unstoppable. His grace is unstoppable. His power is unstoppable. His glory is unstoppable. The prophet Habakkuk said, the glory of the Lord is going to cover the, the surface of this earth as the waters cover the sea. His glory is unstoppable. His blessings are unstoppable. Hallelujah. Come on in this place. God's favor on your life is unstoppable. Don't care what they say about you at work. His favor is unstoppable. His kindness is unstoppable. His goodness is unstoppable. So that's our theme. And we're praying for 2021 that the unstoppableness, I don't even know if there's such a word, but the unstoppableness of God 
You're going to experience that in every area of your life, and it's going to overflow. Can you say amen? Meantime, back here in verse 11, in the verse translation, it says there, every enabling power, every enabling power being constantly strengthened. Hallelujah. Every enabling power. That's talking about all of God's power. All of God's power. God is all power. He's omnipotent. He is all power. He is all might. He is all strength. And I want to tell you that there is and can be no greater power than the power of God. Come on, you can gym, and I know Seth there, he's quite strong, not as strong as me, but anyways, he's getting there. I'm just kidding. But you can, you can have protein, and you can have all the right vitamins, and what, 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 what. Let me tell you, there's no greater power than the power of God. Psalm 62, 11, God has spoken once, twice, I've heard this, that power belongs to God. Who does power belong to? God. When Jehoshaphat prayed, he said in 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 6, he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over Durban, over South Africa, over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Hallelujah. I want to tell you this morning, it's impossible to have a power greater than the kind of power that Paul is speaking here in Colossians 1 and verse 11. In other words, family, it's the same power that God used to create the world when out of nothing he spoke and God's power was unleashed to bring about the stars and the sun and the moon and the birds and the mountains and the rivers and the trees and everything else that we have today. It's the same power that God used to raise up his son, Jesus, from the dead. Hallelujah. That's the power that God wants you to have. And it's a power that is beyond our understanding. It's beyond reason. It's beyond logic. I'm not talking about a natural power or a mental power, but I'm talking about a supernatural power that is available not just to a selected hand few people, a handful of people, but available to every believer. Hallelujah. Everyone that is serving and following Jesus Christ. And here's my next slide. God wants every believer to walk in that power. How many believers? Some, some believers, if you're born again for five years only, you've got to qualify. Every believer. How many believers do we have here this morning? Every believer. Lift your hand. Say, I am a believer, and God wants me. God wants me to walk in that same power. Hallelujah. And Paul says, that's the kind of power that I want you to have. And I don't want you to have that power once in a blue moon, you know, when the sun is red or the blue moon is blue or the blue is whatever it is, red moon or green moon. I don't want you to have that power Christmas time only and Easter time only. When does he want you to have that power? Constantly. In other words, you wake up in the morning and you got the power of God. Noon time comes and you're walking in that same power. 
And then evening time comes, and again, you're walking in that same power. He says, I want you to have the power of God, and I want you to be constantly strengthened by that power. Day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, I want you to walk in that power. And with that kind of unstoppable power, you are good to go. Say, with that kind of power, I'm good to go. Look at somebody right now and tell them, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Mm, the workplace might not be sorted out, but I'm good to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I might not be feeling so good, but I'm good to go in the, in the spirit. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? See, it doesn't matter what you're facing out there in the natural. When you know the power of God, you are good to go. Ready or not, devil, I'm coming. Ready or not, devil, I am coming because it's not by my might nor by my power, but by the power of God, the enabling power of God. And Paul says, I want you to be strengthened constantly, constantly. In other words, there's not a moment, there's not a second, there's not a minute, there's not a day that you can say, God, thank you so much. I'm going to step into my own power. How many of you know your power, your might, your education, what you know, your love, everything pertaining to you can only take you so far. But God's power, bump your neighbor and tell him, with God's power, I'm good to go. Come on, look at somebody right now. You might have to prophesy to them and say, with God's power, you are good to go. Don't let the devil lie to you. Come on, come on, come on. With God's power, you're good to go. You're good to go. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to somebody. Uh, Paul says, not only strengthened and enabled with God's power, he says, but in proportion to the manifested power of his glory. The manifested. In other words, what Paul is saying here, he's saying, listen, I'm not talking about something that we can theorize, something that's in the air, that's mystical. We can't, we can't even put an equation to it. And No, he's talking about a real power for real everyday living. God wants to manifest that power, which is a real power to help you in your everyday marriage, your everyday raising up your kids, your everyday dealing with the employees the, there at work. Come on. A real power for real everyday living. Can I get an amen? It's a power that's going to help my marriage work. It's a power that's going to help my business work. It's a power that even though I might be going through a difficult time, a trying moment, it's a power. It's not an intellectual power. It's not something that we hypothesize about, but it is a real power for real everyday living. Can I get an amen? Come on, this book is real. If you can't use this book in your marriage and in your business and in how to raise up your family, you may as well throw it away. What's the, what's the use of knowing the Greek and the Hebrew and quoting me 365,000 scriptures, but you, but you can't help, it, it doesn't work in your marriage. You can't use this to apply it in your life. Come on, the Bible is a practical book. What kind of book is it? What kind of book is it? So God's power is real power for real everyday living. Hallelujah. For real, everyday living. Don't try and spiritualize it. It's practical. Hallelujah. I feel like I've got to just linger on that for a little bit more. It's real. It's got to, it's got to work in your everyday life. This book doesn't stand apart from your life. 
In fact, this book is what I stand on to do my life. I stand on this book. And this book helps me, enables me. It's a practical book. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? I'm messing up my Bible now. See what you made me do. <laughs> he says, but not only that, God not only wants to manifest his power in your life, but once you're so intimately involved with him that his power is manifested in proportion to your level of intimacy. That's something that we just got to ponder. Like Selah means just think about that for a little bit. God's power is manifested in proportion to my level of intimacy with him. Hallelujah. God is all power. God is all might. He's all strength. Hallelujah. But the degree to which that power is manifested, to which it can be applied in your life, is dependent on your level of intimacy with him. Look at what 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and 9 says. It says there that eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things. Though how many things? Things. It's plural. It's many. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, if that verse was written, I'd be like a little bit sad in there. I would. I would. Because I'm thinking like, I want my eye to see, Wayne. I want my ear to hear, man. I want it to enter into my heart. I want to know all the things that God has. Verse 10 tells us, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Hallelujah. God loves us so much. We do not have the capacity to understand the depth of His love for us. And it's the reason why Paul says, man, your natural eyes can't even comprehend it. Your natural ears can't hear it, can't grasp it. Even in the deepest part of your emotional being, you do not have the capacity. We do not have the capacity or the inclination to understand the things. That's God's immense love for us. But verse 10 says, the Spirit of God reveals them to us. In other words, what is he saying? He wants to, you to walk with him. He wants you to talk with him. He wants you to fellowship with him. And in those moments of intimacy, your spirit is able to comprehend. There's an understanding that comes, not here, but in your spirit man, in your spirit man, because of your intimacy, because of your walking with Him and abiding in Him and talking with Him and communing with Him, how much of that power in your life depends on how much has been revealed and manifested to you? Let me put it to you this way. The power to save every human being is available, but not everyone is saved. Until that moment when you're born again by the Spirit of God, and you realize, my goodness, the ability for me to be saved. I, I'm in need of a living, loving Savior. I was a sinner, but now I realize God loves me, and He's ready to love me and forgive me. Hey, that's when I experience His saving power. I mean, the power to heal everybody is available, but not everybody is healed. The power to deliver every single human being is available. But how many of you know, irrespective of our cultures, our tongues, our ethnicities, 
tall, short, hair, no hair, not everybody is delivered. Can you say amen? So whatever has been revealed to you is the power you can have. Look at somebody and tell them, whatever has been revealed to you is the power you can have, which comes from intimacy. Comes, comes from where? Intimacy. So the more intimate you are, the more that power is released and manifested in your life because through that intimacy in proportion to an understanding that comes through intimacy. Let me tell you this. God's power is never, ever, never, ever in question. He's all power. He's all might. He's all strength. The question always resides with us. And I want to ask you this question. What then is the level of my intimacy? I want everybody to ask yourself that question. This is not me throwing a spotlight on you or looking. It's like, God, what is the level of my intimacy? Because there's always more that we can have. Hallelujah. What dimension of that power has been revealed to you? Ha! Ah, and we can see ourselves enabled in that power, clothed with that power from on high. We can see that power coming upon you, and that power is there for you with you, in you, and a power working through you. But it's in proportion to your faith. It's in proportion to the hunger that you have. It's in proportion to your walk with Him. I want to tell you something. God is so invested in you and so committed to being intimate with you that the greater the intimacy, the greater the manifested power. The greater the intimacy, the greater the manifested power. That's incredible when you think about that. All the power you need to make that business work is locked up in the level of intimacy. The closer you get to God, the more the power is released. God's enabling power. Hallelujah. And Paul says, he ends and he says, you know, with that same power, the unstoppable power of God comes endurance. Hallelujah. Come on, we're not, this is not a sprint, 100-meter sprint. I wasn't good at sprints because I've got short legs. But cross-country and long distance, okay, you're going to have a problem with me. I'm going to be there with you. Come on, God wants to give us endurance. I like to talk to the old Christians, been serving God for many years I got a bit of a backbone to them. Got a bit of, I don't like using it, but it's hair on your teeth. I, I, I don't mean they literally have hair on their teeth, but you know what I'm talking about. They got endurance. They got, they got substance. Hallelujah. I like that. God said, I'm going to give you endurance. And then he says, number two, I, I'm going to give you patience. What's the opposite of patience? Impatience. And it comes through a spirit of haste. And many times we make a lot of mistakes. We get ourselves into hot water because we operated out of a spirit of haste. I'm going to, in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about that. And then he says, not only that, but there is a joy. Like I said, I've got my joy. You've got to get your joy. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he says, number four, he says, you know what? A heart that is grateful. There's so much that we can be grateful for. 
I know that if you look in the natural, there's a lot that you can moan about. There's a lot that you can complain about. But it takes no faith to be a moaner and a groaner. Come on. It takes no faith to moan about corona, corona, moaner, corona. But it takes faith to thank God. Hey, I still got breath in my lungs, man. Hey, Wayne's still around. Praise God. Alan's still around. Carol's here. Wow. Thank God. Thank God. Sebastian's still here. We, we got one another. There's so much that we can be grateful for. And then lastly, he says, not only that, but enabled to be a partaker of our inheritance. That means that when you come to the table to sit, you don't have to apologize. Can, can I come and sit here? I don't feel like I'm worthy enough. No. No, 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 no. You know that it's because of the blood and because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life that you can come to the table and you can sit. Hallelujah. And I'm going to eat, man. Ha, Seth, come on. We're going to eat. I don't know what you feel like. Crayfish. I feel like a filet mignon. Mm. And I'm not in France. Come on. You can sit at that table and be a partaker of your portion. Hallelujah. Without feeling ashamed, without feeling con condemned, but with a boldness and authority in the Holy Ghost. It comes from that unstoppable power. Can you say amen? Everybody stand to your feet right now. I know that our time is up. Lift your hands to the Lord this morning. Would you say after me, thank you, Lord, for your word that has come to me today. I declare that I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. And today, I thank you that you desire for me to walk in that power. Not just today, not just tomorrow, but every day, every moment, every minute, every second, enabled by the power of God, quickened by the power of God, strengthened by the power of God. I receive it right now. Your love for me, your power for me, your kindness for me, your goodness for me. Right now, I receive it in Jesus' name. If you believe that, give the Lord a praise offering right now there at home in the overflow area. We're going to be continuing on this uh, good to go, good to go sermon series, all right? But with every head bowed, every eye closed right now, I don't know who you are. Maybe you're there at home in the overflow areas. Here's a thing that I want to just talk to you about is God loves you so very, very much. I wish I could speak another language to convey His love for you. I can't. But only God can reveal His love for you. I'll never forget that day, 14th of November, 1982, when I was in a service like this, and I was feeling so unworthy, and I was feeling such a terrible, what a wicked man I had been. More importantly, my attitude towards God. And in those moments, I felt his love. Every time I came up with a question, God just overwhelmed me with his love. He literally swept me off my feet with his amazing love. 
And I want to tell you that are in this place today, I don't know what's happened. Maybe you're away from God. You have no peace with God. The good news is that He loves you. God knows everything about you, firstly, anyways. So you're trying to hide it, you know. God knows. God knows everything. And still, He loves you. And still, He has a desire to come into your life. And God will never bulldoze His way into your heart. It comes upon your reception, your receiving Him, welcoming Him, Him in. And the amazing thing as well, family, is that He'll take you just the way that you are. Absolutely mind-boggling. And so there at home, in the overflow areas, right here in the auditorium, you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And as you spoke today, I felt something grip my heart. And I feel a tug. That's the love of God tugging at your heart. That is God wooing you to himself. He will never push you away. No matter how bad a person you might think you are, he loves you. He loves you this morning. He loves you there in that living room, in that kitchen. He loves you there in the city of Durban, somewhere in South Africa, wherever you might be. The love of God comes to you right now in Jesus' name. And you have one of two choices to make. You can either embrace that love or reject that love. The simpler of the two, the simpler would be to receive that love. The hardest thing to do would be to walk away from that love. You say, why? Because every human being wants to be loved. That's how we were wired by God. God is love. And we were created by Him. And it's only natural that we tend towards love. We're attracted. We want to be loved. God wants to love you, sir. God wants to love you, ma'am. Young man, young woman, God wants to love you, wants to overwhelm you, sweep you off your feet with His love. You've got a thousand questions and thousand whys. I'm not holy enough. I'm not righteous enough. That love comes and sweeps you off your feet in Jesus' name. I want to pray for those of you that say, Pastor, I'm ready this morning. Would you pray? I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. Maybe you prayed that prayer, and maybe things have gotten pretty hectic, and you're away from God. You can come back. Right now, those of you that are in this place, you say, that's me, Pastor. You're talking to me. Would you go ahead and just lift your hands up quickly? Wherever you are, quickly. Lift your hand up high. Lift your hand up high. Say, here's my hand. Here's my hand. God bless you. Anybody else, lift your hand. That's right. Don't be ashamed. They're in the overflow area. They're and in your home right now, I want everybody to pray this prayer. Would you say after me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name. Just as I am with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin. And I ask you for forgiveness. Right now, Lord, I repent. Jesus, with my heart, I believe. And with my mouth, I confess that you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Thank you for loving me. I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all of my sins. And I'll never be the same in Jesus' name.
Father, I want to thank you as we go our various ways that you go before us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We we love you online in the overflow. And those of you that are here this morning, we're going to exit on our right. My left, but it's your right, okay? Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a wonderful time with your families. Enjoy your lunch. Don't eat too much, but otherwise, (laughs) we'll see you next week.